things cannot be long hidden. The sun, the moon, and the truth. So tonight, the truth is going to be unfiltered and full of flavor. Please welcome Dana McCool and Eric Ramundo, bringing you the smoking truth. Happy Friday. How you doing, Dana? I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? How good, you doing? Good. I want to welcome everybody to the Smoking Truth podcast and YouTube video and all things in between that we're uh, with social media. I am um, Eric Mundo, and as you know, that is Dana McCool. Uh, we have uh, our guest today is going to be Joe Hanush, and we'll get to Joe in just a few minutes over here. I want to remind everybody, I want to put this out first, Dana, because my my older brother told me today, my other son told me today, remember, 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 especially with the YouTube stuff going out. Please, if you like the video, hit the like on there, hit the subscribe button, and also please hit that notification button. That's how you'll be notified because I'm telling family like every week, and they're like, Eric, where's the video? Where's the video? I want more. And I'm just sitting there. Hit the damn subscribe button, please. <laughs> Hello. Hit the subscribe. Go to Twitter. Go to Twitter. Go Absolute. to Facebook. Um, yeah. It's yeah. all on there. Go ahead, Dana, if you want. Yeah. We are. We're on there at Truth Smoking. Yes. On Twitter. Yep. Come on, people. Listen. Yeah. We've had some good dialogue. We had some good feedback. We, I got, oh, I got good feedback from last <laughs> week because you know how you and I was left to mix it up. It's, yeah. Let me, can I give a little something for you real quick? Absolutely. I won't say anything as far as names. I never try to do that unless I have to call it out specifically for something. But, but at least on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's behind, yeah, behind the scenes, whatever I talk about, Dana's a different story. <laughs> yeah. um, it was interesting. So as everybody knows, you know, the, the idea behind the podcast was, you know, me and Dana, Republican, Democrat, coming in here and having our differences and then having, you know, finding ways to come to an understanding on some of these issues, even if we don't always agree. Um, but what the... The other part of this, too, is ensuring that the listeners are buying in, right? So it's not just, hey, I like what Dana said or, hey, I like what Eric said, but it's also on the other side of that, which is being mad if they need to be, and they're probably at home maybe cursing, doing whatever, like, oh, my God, she sounds so damn liberal, or, oh, my God, you know, I can't believe he loves the governor like that, you know? I'm okay with that mm -hmm. because it's like WWE. I just want an emotion. That's it. <laughs> You Let know? me know you're alive. Yeah, God's just, yeah, sake, yeah, that's man. it. And so I got one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on the phone with someone, and I'm just sitting there kind of going, uh, and I hear him in the background, oh, the minute she started saying the P word, I'm, what about the P this, Eric? And I said, I know, take it easy. Hang on, I got it. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't so much about the P word. Obviously, the P word is not, you know, it is what it is. But um, it was just more about getting that emotion that he just disagreed with something you had said. And I said, hey, that's great. I love it. You know, yeah. just do me a favor. Keep listening. And. You know, maybe there's more hate, maybe there's more love, but yep. I want you to get to a point where you can understand. I don't know if he get ever involved. will. Get involved. You know involved. what I'm saying? Get yeah. involved. 100%. So. Um, before we get to our guest real quick, I got to yeah. tell you, I have uh, gone back to a former love of mine. What's that? This Java Mint. Ooh. So, you know, two weeks ago I had the Java Latte. It's good, right? It's mellow. I had it on a Sunday, and I was just sitting there just enjoying that little chocolatey little flavor in there. Mm -hmm. I actually went to the the Pastani, uh Habano, that yeah. one that you like to buy. I know you, I'm going to get the, the shorter one. Yeah. So I've actually, this is the second week now. I'm enjoying it. So uh, I really right? Have, yeah. The, you know what I did there? Was it the uh, the War Bear one that they have? Mm -hmm. uh, I noticed I had that one time, and it was kicking it was kicking my ass a little bit. Dude, I'm telling you. Yeah, I was just kind of like, ah, love yeah. you guys. But no, I think I'm going <laughs> to. This one's good for me. <laughs> Gonzo uh, gave me uh, a war bear that did the same thing. I just, oh. I saw the light. <laughs> yeah, there's a few cigars that'll do that, and that's one of my things a little bit. So, listen, not a bad cigar. If you really love 
that punch, uh, yeah. it'll 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 kick your ass. Yeah, and you yeah. can only get them. Well, I mean, you can get them in other places, but the OG, the OG cigar hustler, cigar hustler, right here in the basement of Cigar Hustler. Yep, Mike and Mike Productions as always a team. Oh my lord, the crew, aren't they great? Gonzo, the man, the myth. I'm gonna just keep saying that the man, man the, the myth, myth, and the legend. legend. I saw his podcast as well too, and. Uh, what I'll say is that it's very interesting. And so for those who listen to the show and we've told you that we do the, you know, full flavored and unfiltered, mm-hmm. I will tell you that listen, it's, it's, it's all sports oriented. Three men on the show. That's all I'm going to say. And just they have at it. And uh, so just that sports talk, sports talk, cover your ears. That sports talk. That's Andy. the name of the podcast. And when I tell you this, listen, yeah. I want to tell you something. JJ had me so lit one night. Uh, he I had heard. me lit. You, did you hear about it? I that? heard about it. Yeah, I did. You I heard did. about that because yeah. he loves him some Ronnie. Yeah, he loves a Ronnie. He loves yeah. Trump and all that. And I just, yeah. uh, maybe one day we'll try to get him on. I got to, we'll do a definitely a viewer or listener discretion. Listen, you because. need to put that up in print. <laughs> yeah. You need to put, send smoke signals up. You need to do <laughs> all that before. You, hey, a crossover event. You know how they do like on TV, right? Crossover oh, yeah. event. Oh my yeah. god. Oh my yeah, we should do crossover yeah. event. Okay, but we'll talk you, about yeah. that later. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. All right. Um, hey, so I I would like you to do the honors of introducing our guest today and yeah. let's let's get into it. Let's get into uh I need to be more enlightened about the Tao of being a libertarian. Okay. So we are there. Uh Dana, thank you very much. What I'll tell you is so I've been watching uh, Mr. Joe Hanush, and we'll just call him Joe for the rest of the podcast. Joe, uh, I've seen him over the years. Uh, as you know, I've been doing this for about ten years and I've been kind of watching Joe run for different offices to kind of get his libertarian message out. Um, and uh, this time around, I know he's running for Congress, and it's not on so much as a candidate today. But I mean, but look, hey, Joe Hanush is a candidate running that uh, was CD seven six, six right? CD six, yeah. Um, I I actually told Dana um, we saw the email coming through, and Gonzo kind of pointed out to us. I was like, yeah, I like to have Joe on because Joe's a libertarian. I want folks to understand what the libertarian perspective is. Obviously, you and I talk about being Republican and Democrat. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are other folks out there who just are somewhere other than just a two-party system. Uh, I still believe in my heart of hearts that you know, until I see something different, it's not it's not perfect. Um, but I do believe in, in our two-party system. Um, but it's it's not to say I'm not open to change on mm-hmm. it. And so part of that is. Getting someone in who um, understands libertarian perspective. I consider myself a Republican. Uh, that's the way I'm registered. However, I do have a lot of libertarian tendencies in me. Um, and so that's why I kind of wanted Joe on there so people could kind of get a better understanding. So, Joe, take it away for us. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, so being a libertarian, um, so there's, you know, Democrat and Republican. And by the way, I was in both parties before. <laughs> and I and I left both parties, just like Charlie. <laughs> Anyways, I'll tell you a little bit there. Charlie Chris, oh. zing yes, yeah. zing. Was he ever a libertarian? No, but oh, he just okay. he, he no went from different parties. But it's okay. Go ahead. Yeah, Charlie. yeah. And, and so ahead. I was in I was a Democrat first, and I was a Republican. And it's kind of like the old thing where you know if you're not if you're not a Democrat when you're young, you don't have a heart, and if you're not a Republican when you're older, you don't have a, a brain. I think as the saying goes, I might be inventing that. I'm not really sure. Anyway, I got, I got. You might be up. inventing that one, but go okay. ahead. <laughs> cool. I, I like that saying, so yeah. it's mine. It's mine now. No, so I got, uh, I got fed up with both major parties. They were both. Uh, I left the, both parties for the same exact reason: hypocrisy. They were getting in office and they were campaigning on one thing and they were doing another. For the most part, not everybody, but for the most part. And then I, 
I got fed up. So I was just MPA. I was nonpartisan affiliated for, I don't know, 10 years maybe. And I would like flip back and forth to vote in the primaries. Mm-hmm. Yep. But other than that, I would just be, you know, MPA. And then about probably about 10 years ago, I was, uh, I did an online quiz, isidewith.com. I think it's still up. It's very detail oriented, mm-hmm. but uh, you basically fill out a bunch of questionnaires and stuff and it gives you percentages, what party you belong to. And I was like 87% libertarian. Okay. The next closest was constitution. was like 52%. Then Republican, yep. like 48% went down from there. And I was just like, I guess I'm a libertarian. Yeah. So I started voting libertarian anyway I was, but I didn't register libertarian for about six or seven years because I was just fed up with the party. So I was yeah. done with them, you know? And uh, I prefer, like, there's a two-party system now. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm running as a libertarian. Yeah. Trying right. to, at least, if we're going to have a party system, let's at least get more than two parties. Like, let's not guarantee a majority for anyone. Let's let's have uh, coalitions. You know, if you want to get something passed, get two out of the three parties or more, maybe four parties or five or whatever, to agree on something, and then you pass that. And um, so I picked a party, and I ran with it. What I would prefer is, as we, as we all know, but no one really talks about, political parties are private organizations. They're like the NRI or Sierra Club. They're not yeah. a, a government entity. Or a cult. Whoa, 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 whoa. That was a I, shot I at me. I wasn't, wasn't going to say that. was a shot at me. No, no, there are both parties there, right? I don't, convinced, I don't know what party she's talking about. Dana's, no, no, I'm going to tell you right now. Dana's convinced I'm part of the Republican cult, but <laughs> it's okay. Go ahead. Is that a redundancy or is that like a descriptor? Uh, you may, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Well, okay. So, so I would prefer no parties at all. I mean, wouldn't it be awesome if like... You know, you could just be like Eric and Joe yeah. and, and Dana and just run for office. Absolutely. No one's putting you on any voter guides. I used air quotes there. I guess people, their actual quotes, you know, these partisan voter guides that are just arbitrary. Yeah. I could have registered Republican. I could have registered Democrat. And I would automatically appear on those uh, on those voter guides. And I'm like, well, that's not really, you're telling voters how to vote. I mean, basically right there. And we end up getting, you know, just overwhelming people, amount number of people who just vote based on, Political party affiliation yeah. instead of the actual person, the actual policies. Because obviously my policies are 100%. So, I mean, everyone should have won every election. Everyone should have voted for me, you know, my, my previous election. <laughs> but I love reason, it. <laughs> for some reason, that didn't, that didn't end up that way. So, I think a lot of people will vote for, um, you know, partisan um, party affiliation. And I think it's a... But what do you... Let me ask you this, Joe. As a libertarian, right, like we talk about moderation, right, moderates, um, what... Well, Okay, what I'm saying is, what do you find the top three divisive matters between the parties? And I'm just going to say the man in the middle right now. You're the man in the middle sitting between a Republican cult and a Democrat. What are the three most divisive? (laughs) Between you two, between the, not you two, but the two political parties. Yeah, Yeah. What what do you see? I think right now it's wokeness on both sides. Okay, can we? Joe, I love you. I love you. I love you. Okay, because I agree. Okay, yeah, and and that's that's what's going on right now. It's it's the the wokeness of both parties, whether you know one party calls it the other one or or not. But they're both, in my opinion, are just having a a woke war. And I I trademarked that, by the way, woke war. (laughs) 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 And it's basically to me what wokeism really is. Like people have different definitions of that. For me, it's First Amendment practice. Okay, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, isn't that really what it is? It's like you're you're practicing your first. You have an opinion, and you think like you know whether it's like you know same sex couple should be able to get married, or uh, you know books should have um, you know uh, you know lesbian stuff or, or bisexual stuff or whatever in them, and um, you know so then one one person wants to. Here's a part that I disagree with both parties on, is using government to further your own wokeism. Like it's okay to have wokeism wokeism as your own personal opinion. 
But once you get government involved, you, you want to make a blanket law for everybody. So, I, so Joe, along those lines, and so what I'll tell you on the whole concept of woke, wokeism and cancel culture and a lot of this stuff, right? And Dana and I had a kind of a brief conversation, I think, on the first show. So what I'll just say is that my biggest beef a little bit is just, you're right, there is a, and look, and I know that there's a lot of throwing the words around and, and, and on both sides, and I know sometimes it feels like Republicans are doing it more than others because, you know, there's the culture stuff, the culture wars, everybody, let's be all honest, that's what everybody always calls it, the culture wars between both sides. Um, what I'll say is that my biggest beef a little bit, and I'll get to the government portion of it, is just this notion that there are people who can run around and don't respect each other's First Amendment rights. Look, I don't like what somebody says about whatever, but I brought the example of Gina Carano making a comment. I think people took out of context. A lot of liberals took way out of context. And they you know, they got on Disney, and Disney said, okay, right. Gina, you're out. I'm like, what the hell kind of shit is this? And then for our government side Excuse on Excuse me? Yeah. Point of order? Yeah. Oh, that's I forgot. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, because my wife called me out on it. She okay. told me. <laughs> My wife told me I owe, she goes I owed like fifty cents from last week. She said you didn't put them in. Dana's been doing a good job and you're doing horrible. So anyway, but uh, I love it. Okay, so um, but on the government side, I agree with you, Joe. That on this side, what I'll say is, I don't. We need to get away from this notion and concept that government can legislate morality. I don't. I don't necessarily disagree as a Republican and someone who is just somewhat conservative. I, I, trust me, I have a what lot. What does more. that mean, like wait, wait, conservative? I, well, I have some other friends who are some. Well, we just we tend to be much more constitutionalist. Not just that, but also on the more on the moral side, on the culture stuff, right? We tend to be a little more conservative, like a little more old school, so to speak, if you want to call it. My, you know, there's certain things about Old me Testament. More, well, we talked about that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, what I'll say is that, um, but yeah, I agree with you that I'm somewhat. I do believe we do we do need a society sometimes, you know, kind of, um, you know, so uh, the the railroad, so to speak. You know what I mean? Um, and but as far as legislative morality, when we start getting into all that from the government side, I, I don't care if you're right or left, it almost never works. Right. Getting government involved in anything, it, it's almost always going to be bad. I actually said that today. I was on uh, Facebook, and uh, there was, someone was talking about like the, the book restrictions going on in Florida. They're supposed to take place, I think, in January of next year, but the people are do, like, going through them now. And there was uh, some, you know, some pornographic material in uh, you know, just like one page or two in some of these books. And, and I get it, you know, that shouldn't be in, in these, in these textbooks where like, you know, a 10 year old can go to their, their school library and pick one out. Should be age appropriate, bottom line. Yeah. Then so why that, are they, why are we for. trying to get rid of Huck Finn, Adventures of Huck Finn? That's one of them. Why? I don't know. I love that. Don't throw it out. I think there are, well, can I tell you this right now? I, yeah, tell me this there right now. Are, so I'll tell. There was an incident that happened. I don't want to get into too much on Dana, and I have my obvious reasons why. But mm -hmm. what I will tell you is that um, there was something that happened at the in the school district not too long ago um, about some of this stuff that came up, and you know I thought it was a little ridiculous, um, or, or just the way I think people just took it to a whole other level that it didn't need to go there. What I'll say is the Huck Finn stuff, I think just because of the, the racial connotations and some of the words that were used, I think they're going, everybody's going, no, 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 can't have that. Um, it is a part of our literary history, and I understand, and was, and it, I will always go back to it was the time. I'm not saying that we should be go out, everybody should be running out there using the N-word or making connotations for a certain population segment, but, um, you know, I think... So why are we trying to reshape the way that history actually happened? That's why it's called history, Right. Huck Finn, Tom Sawyer has been around forever. Part of our culture, part of our vernacular, mm -hmm. part of part of us. 
I agree with you 100%. So why are the children, appropriate children, being limited to that book? You know what I mean? Because of the whole CRT stuff. We wouldn't be having this conversation because there's no porno in it, which porno is subjective anyways, because there's a bunch of porno in the Bible. Let's go to Song of Solomon, and you want to talk about getting hot and bothered. I mean, think about it, getting hot and bothered over the Bible. So you can find it anywhere. It's so subjective you know what i mean no and, and i agree and that's part of the problem of getting government involved in this <laughs> government would just make you know a, a very their own opinion their own subjective opinion on this and and they're hearing from a lot of parents of these mm-hmm. kids and basically they have to anyone that has an objection at all about anything that has to be removed yeah and, and i think i think and that's, that's going baloney. too far that's way baloney yeah, i think it's going too far and, and to your point I, I think you know in terms of like rewriting history should government be be, be determining you know, how history gets rewritten. Nope. So, yeah, uh, it's it's something that I don't like. Again, like, I, I take the side We've of, been doing it for centuries. Well, uh, we have. Governments and, right. and I think it's it's come to a point where we need to just, I think we need to take a pause on some of this stuff. Um, and because it's been happening for for centuries already. Right. Where governments are shaping the, right. the narrative. Yeah. Whatever, Win- yeah. Yeah, in, in wars, the, the winners um, write the, the history books, right? Yeah. So <laughs> you never hear about the losing side. So uh, actually, I'm going to just jump to this because you mentioned something about war. And I want people to understand something, too, from a libertarian perspective. So I imagine, Joe, you probably follow Ron Paul bit, and yeah. Rand and so okay. forth and where their take is on some of this stuff. Yeah. And um, So obviously, as a Republican, uh, I will say this. Back in the day, when the Iraq War happened, okay, uh, keep in mind, I'm a Navy veteran, right? And my wife's a Marine Corps veteran. My father-in-law fought in Vietnam, Marine Corps veteran as well. And so forth. a lot of veterans out there. And I don't, I'm not always trying to judge our government where we're going with some of these actions. But I, after the Iraq war, what I will tell you is that whether you still agree with it or not today, there's obviously a lot of information that's come out since then that we probably should have taken a real double take on some of the info coming from um, Dick Cheney and, and, and others as well. Yeah. And what I'll say, I'm very hesitant today now. I will say more so than ever. And I'll even, you know, I, you know, I try to, I like to think I evolve. I'm not a Neanderthal always. But uh, <laughs> what I'll say is that um, I've evolved a little bit where I'm very hesitant about some of the wars that we're getting into uh, and leaving behind our own folks. So I want your take from a libertarian perspective on where right. you're at with some of that. Right. So we're, we're more closer to, like, the Constitution when it comes to this. Like, the founding fathers, their intent behind uh, war. And they made it very clear Congress has to declare a war. And then the president has the executive power to carry out, you know, the, the acts of war, if you will. Well, we haven't, the United States government has not declared war since World War II. So we have effectively, and I know people probably disagree with this on both sides, but the president has been executing acts of war ever since World War II. Yeah. Everything. Everything I, from. I think what advanced even more so was the War Powers mm-hmm. Act that they did. Not, was it the 1970s? I think. Yeah, but yeah. that wasn't constitutional, though. So that yeah. should have never even happened to begin yeah. with. So. Um, yeah, so I think the presidents, all of them, have been engaging in these, you know, drone uh, bombing and, and invading countries. And so with an act of war, you get a, a clear mission, you get a clear yeah. message. And we don't have that. If you look at Afghanistan, we were there for 20 years. Yeah. And we went in there, what, to take care of, uh, take out uh, Al-Qaeda and, yeah. uh, and uh, bin Laden. We did that. And we were still there afterwards, and, and we pissed off a whole generation of people over there. Can I tell you, so as, obviously as a Republican, it's not that I'm ever against using our military um, for certain uh, actions or interventions where our interests are definitely um, uh, aligned with our allies and so forth, right? Um, it, but but I, it has to be a situation where there is a clear – this is what bothers me most about what we do in our government in general. There is never uh, – there seems to be a clear mission in the very beginning – 
And like everything else, it just turns into shit afterwards exactly. because we go, we do mission creep, and then we find other reasons yeah. to be there. And to your point, we're now, you know, we were in uh, Afghanistan yeah. 20 years, and we're going, what in the hell are we doing? And it's billions yeah. and billions and billions of dollars, and we could be using, oh, the hell. You, you and I need two, to have a talk. Two, two, <sighs> Cha-ching, cha-ching. Is, is the H word one of them? Oh, oh, she's defined it as, uh, we need to, we're going to have a disagreement. If you are not using the word in the context in which it is originally presented, meaning a place. In biblical terms. In in biblical terms, then it is considered a curse word. Joe, you see what I got to deal with, Joe? Anyways, help me out, Joe, a little bit. I see the fire, yeah. Just saying. Fire from, if I say, never mind, I won't say it. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to use it in context, but never mind. I've never been to hell, so I don't know if there's actually. See, fire and now there. that is not because you just described the place. That's okay, not okay. a cuss word. Right, okay, cool. I'm still good. good. My, my yeah. goal was like two or less. So you're I'm, good. I, actually, no, you're, actually you're doing very good. Hey, so we you. listen. We are very liberal here in more ways than one. And the <laughs> fact that I sprinkled quarters generously in front—I don't know. Not everybody's as savage as us. So no, I, 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 was, I was actually going to say, like, if you ever noticed uh, Mike Chitwood? Whenever he's on, like, big or was on, uh, unfortunately, no more anymore. But I, I would always listen to it. You could bet money on it. You could bet a quarter on it every time. Oh, we've got twenty dollars, two ten dollar rolls for him. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna see Because whenever he goes on or, or went on uh, on Big John or or uh, Bernie Air, he would always cuss one time, yeah. and I, I would bet I could bet bet money on it. <laughs> That's what makes him so lively. I love that guy. <laughs> He's great. No, but to the going, going back to going back to war here. Yeah, uh, the yeah, libertarians are very non-interventionalist, and yes. we don't want to have those entangled alliances. Again, I go back to the Constitution mm-hmm. on this. Mm-hmm. The founders didn't want us getting. Uh, you know, entangled to that. Oh well, we're we have the NATO now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. NATO is not in the Constitution, so now we're kind of forced to go out there and help these other countries. And when NATO w- was founded, it had a reason. Yeah. It was because of the, the you know the uh, um, Moscow or or what was it called Warsaw Pact? Yeah. Yeah. So that disbanded 30 years ago. So should NATO. So instead, it's just it's, it's money pit for the taxpayers, and it has this this uh. tangled alliances. So can I say? Because I'm going to bring this up because she's going to hate my guts for this one. Can I? T- so let me ask you a question. The fact that, um, and this is not in any major defense of our former president, but can, the fact that he wanted to get us out of some of these entanglements and some, not out of the alliance 100%, but some of these entanglements that he felt were like, hey. You know what you just sounded like? You sound like Will and Jada Smith talking about their entanglements when they're cheating spouses and calling it entanglement. Well, that, I thought well, they had agreement. Well, that's what it is sometimes, you know. Think about how often we cheat globally. <laughs> I mean, I love God bless America. I love our country, but think about how often we cheat around the world. Are you calling the USA no. a slut? Whoa. Oh my God! Oh no, I am. Oh, no, no. Conservative <laughs> Republican. Yeah, I know. Just I know. called USA a slut. No, okay. US, Bring it on, folks. Bring it on. The United States government is actually a whore, not a slut, because we get paid for it. Gonzo, steady yourself. Gonzo, Whoa. steady yourself. So last Whoa. week I was worried about some edits and stuff. So I'm going. We got some edits coming from hey, Joe News. Hey, hey, so hey, 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 yeah. hey, yeah. I just caught your slight. Okay, that was good. I'm just going to say that was good. You know, I'm, fu- yeah, yeah, fu- I'm, yeah, I'm good at it. Trust fu- me. Anyways, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know what part gets you get out now. So. Sometimes we're just going to throw shit out there because okay. it's just between me and Dana, so don't worry about it. But just, you, you just go with the flow. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to ignore us sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I just – I want the United – we shouldn't be have, subjecting our taxpayers and, and not only that, more importantly, our young Americans to go to foreign countries to kill or be killed in non-declared wars. Let me ask you, you know? this then. Okay, doing away with uh, NATO, okay? okay. 
Wherefore then do you make your alliances? Where do you have a collective mind in today's world? Okay, in today's world, um, there has to be a collective soul that we talk about, a consciousness of our world as opposed to um, a, a nation unto its own. There, there's a saying, and if this is not a saying, I'm going to go ahead and credit it with myself here, but I've heard go before. Go ahead, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I did write all this stuff. I'm not sure. But w- there's a saying that goes, uh, if if goods cross borders, um, armies don't. I think I made that up. I'm not sure. I'll go ahead and give myself credit for that. So that that's kind of the thing. We should have free trade with another. There, sanctions are one of the worst things our government could do to another country. Was it? What does it do? It hurts the people. You think Saddam Hussein was getting hurt by sanctions? No, he was still living in a mansion. Uh, do you think uh, Putin is getting uh, hurt by by sanctions? No. He's still living in his mansion. Well, let me. So you, you, I hear you, and I and so listen. And I there's a constant debate going on on how effective sanctions are or not. And so uh, the uh, as you know, and I think everybody on this table is you know is intelligent enough to know that the whole high idea behind sanctions is that yes, I think I think our government, and other governments understand that it hurts the people. But the idea is to create a movement within that country to help, hopefully, overthrow. Now, how effective it is or not, I don't know. I mean. I would agree uh, with you I'll, that, I'll yeah, it, go ahead. I'll put it this way. If you have something yeah. to go ahead and throw in there, let me, no, Eric, you're dead wrong on that, then just please, I, I'm okay with that. So I'm about to. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm okay with oh, that. I won't say, you're, Eric, you're dead wrong about it. I'm just going to tell you yeah. how you are. Yeah. Here, Joe. Have <laughs> <laughs> I cussed yet? No, I'm good, right? No, I'm giving okay. that to you for, yeah. yeah. Just okay. in case you got to, yeah. yeah. No, I, I put myself two limits. I'm going to be good. Okay. okay. So, you look at Iran, you know, the, the, the you know, what's his name? Ayatollah Khomeini or whatever. He, he's like still there or his, his government is still there. And we put sanctions on them. We put sanctions on North Korea. That family's still like third generation still there. Uh, you know, uh, so I was saying we literally had to go in mm-hmm. and take him out. And, he, you know, he, he was still there. I mean, dude, the list goes on and on. I mean, we're not having these automatic revolutions come out, and, and okay. uh, it did. It did in uh, in Libya, but I don't think we even had sanctions on them. I honestly don't know. But Libya kind of had an uprising there. But so let me ask you this: You cannot put a bad dictator in timeout. What do you do? You just leave. You just uh, as far as sanctions go. Why? Well, yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think the, what do you do? One, yeah, what, what do you do with? You what do you do with? Di- yeah. yeah, you can't put them in timeout. Either which okay. way, the people are going to get screwed, right? Exactly. Either you leave the dictator in power, and then the people get screwed, and then the rest of us are going, "What the hell are we doing?" Exactly. At, at, at least we don't make it worse. And, and how do I mean that? Like right now, we're selling arms to to Saudi Arabia. Okay. What is Saudi Arabia doing? They're hurting their neighbors, like in Yemen and and. Uh, the other country, I think it's just Yemen, but but they're they're hurting uh, their neighbors, yeah. and we're we're giving them arms. And when you whenever you go into, you probably have seen this when you go to these other countries, you'll see you know uh, United States arms on both sides. Yeah, like who who do you think was arming? Who doesn't have United States arms at well, this point? Well, really, uh, um, that's not even joking. Yeah. I mean, that's I'm real. not joking. No, and, and it is part, it, it is part of the bigger conversation we need to be having in our country. And so, at least as even as a Republican, where I may. Even if I slightly, I'm not completely Joe. I, I, listen, I'm with you. I understand where you're coming from. But even if there's act, if if there's opportunities where I may disagree with you as far as where we should intervene or not, and I'm not at this point in time in my life a big intervention interventionist as much as I used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will tell you though. But then the question then comes, you know, what do we do? And we need to have these big conversations on this stuff. And I hate all the bull crap I see on TV where it's just let's lob. I said crap, so it's not really. I know. Okay, I'm, go, I'm, okay yeah. good. All right. So, uh, but you know, so where do you think, no, no, it's okay. Don't worry about it. So, 
before we get off the topic of war, and I want to I want to bring it back home a little more. Yeah. Um, so what are your thoughts on, have you ever even thought about the idea of what do we do then to help these, these folks in these countries that they're suffering under dictatorship and do we not have, an, um, and I know my Republican friends may hate the idea of me calling this global community, but do we not have some sort of responsibility in some way, even if we don't always do it the right way, do we not have a responsibility to do something? Our, our government does not, we're talking, we're saying we as in our government, our yeah. government does not have that responsibility. It's frankly unconstitutional to do that. Okay. Uh, what, what does have, like the last time we declared war, again, like World War II, we were having war acts on us by foreign governments. Yes. Then, we, yeah, of course, we get an, if someone attacks us, we attack but, back. But 100%. let me ask you this, Joe. When we talk about war, a- war acts, yeah. okay, you know, there are, I believe, unspoken um, lesser of war acts. We have a border crisis right okay. now, okay? Yeah, and that is, a, right? that is a Central American war on um, America, right, in the respect that this is the thing. If we had a concentrated effort closer to home, look how close Central America is to us, mm-hmm. right? Notorious, brutal, right? Yep. Corrupt. Um, dang gum, we could start there. You know what I mean? Well, I've been uh, advocating for years that we should have more yep. discussions, economic discussions in general, yep. because I believe a lot of this talk on illegal immigration is around the fact that we're not talking about the root cause, which is these folks are yep. leaving. I'm not saying there aren't bad folks trying to get in the country, but there are a lot of folks leaving because economic conditions in their countries are really bad, and also the gangs and all this other nonsense. And, so and because of what? Uh, 70%, I would venture to say, due to corruption. Yeah. M- money aid doesn't get to, into the right hands. Of course not. The, yeah. the, the, the few control the many, if mm-hmm. you know that. And the thing about it is, if, listen, I am an advocate for no matter who is in power, want to address the core issue, right? The root cause, as you say, as we talk about the root cause of this, is addressing that with the Central American government to make it an inhabitable area, right, for people to go home and live this beautiful country, right? Beautiful country. So the real issue is not people trying to escape persecution, economic stifling, abuse, all of those things. The, the the problem is they do you think that these people choose to come over to take that journey? They do not. I'm pretty sure they would like to be where their ancestors were, right? Yeah. But nothing is getting addressed at the root cause. And you know what yeah, I mean? So we want to bitch about yeah. we want to bitch on both sides. And Joan, about, I, I, Joan I'm gonna let you say I'm gonna let you say your bitch, piece over here. Bitch, bitch. However, bitch. I would say this. So I want everybody to understand something too, exactly where I'm at. It's not that, you know, obviously I believe in having good secure borders only because of the fact that I it is it does become a toll, especially in some of these border states, uh, on a number of issues, right? Healthcare, so forth, economic in general and, and everything else. Um, but what we are neglecting, I think, a lot of times are some of these root causes and what can we as a country do in having better trade relations? Because I'm yep. a firm believer we start at home. We need to focus more on our own hemisphere, yep. I think, a lot of times. Yep. But go ahead, Joe. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, that's, Joe. This is the way we get. We get. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll go off the deep end a, a little bit sometimes. A mountain, that's a mountain of, uh, of, yeah. uh, of an issue and, and a lot of, uh, a lot of um, summits. Well, you are running for Congress, that. so you better get ready. No, no. <laughs> I, got, I got a solution, but it's going to give me about half an hour. How much time we got? Uh, yeah. No, so, so – you know, when it comes to immigration, there, there's some people that think that we have literally an invasion across our border. And there's some people that want this, this these people to come on here because they think it'll be uh, votes for their political party. I don't I don't like either either argument, frankly. Okay. And that's that's part of the another divisive thing among the two major political parties. 
know, they're, okay. they're fighting this like proxy war for votes, essentially, okay. is what it is. And that, to me, that's disgusting because we're doing that with lives, you know? And uh, to a lesser extent, that's, that's to do with war also, but I just want to go yeah. back to immigration here. I don't care what political party, you know, immigrants are or, or not. My parents are immigrants. My parents immigrated here from Iraq. Okay. They escaped there as, as uh, uh, to escape uh, Saddam Hussein. He was just yeah. coming to par- power at that time. I'm the first pe- person in my family to be born in the United States. And my parents have lived here, you know, over 40 years now. And they, uh, they you know, they, they came here legally. They came, they, you know, they got their citizenship after like five years, you know, paid taxes and Never went to jail, as far as I know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. They, they would, what a disclaimer for the parents, as far as I know. They, they would, Your mom and dad are going, Joe, Joe what are you doing? Are doing? <laughs> no, I think they raised an awesome son. A little bit biased there. But no, my parents have been business owners basically since they got their citizenship. My dad worked at you know, awesome. a, a business um, uh, for, you know, like the first five years, I think. And then, went, you know, you got their citizenship. And uh, they've been small business owners ever since. I, I grew up only knowing my parents as small business owners, really. Uh, my dad is still working. He's 71 years old. He's still working every day. Uh, my mom retired. But my dad actually votes Republican. Okay. You know, so it's like these immigrants, they're not necessarily going to vote automatically one party. They're, you know, they, they might vote Republican. My dad is a huge Trump guy. Yeah. Uh, and and um, so I, I think, and if Republicans, frankly, if they were more on board with, okay. with making immigration more accessible for good, hardworking people like my parents, they come here to land of opportunity you know, capital L, capital O there, and to achieve the American dream, capital A, capital D. Mm-hmm. I've always agreed in a, in a more merit-based system. Um, beca- that is that free market, though? It's not free market. I, I, I want a free market-based approach. You know, if, if there are people that want to come here and work, mm. let them come here and work as long as they're going to be peaceful about it. Because right now we're spending money on trying to, you know, build a wall or try So, I'll, so I'll, uh, Joe, on that, on that so... I hear you on that one, and I would argue is that yes. Um, look, if folks want to come here to work, I got I don't necessarily have a problem with that. My, but then we have to, as a country, then figure out a way to make sure that these individuals that are working here, right? Because what I don't like is what happens most times, and then you get these companies that take advantage of these individuals who want to work. I knew, that, I knew you were going to go there. Yeah. Abolish the IRS so there'll be no more income tax. Oh my God, I, I we don't have enough time for that. Yeah, I know, no, but we I love don't you. have I enough love, time for love, that today. I love you now, but okay, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> no, the, the income tax is designed for the wealthy, for the big corporations. I, I would think Democrats would be on board with this. Because right now, we have with the poor people are paying just as much, or not, if not higher, uh, tax rates right now. And if, if you look at the Florida model right now, if I go groceries, I, I don't, I'm not a very flashy person. I don't like spend a lot of money on jewelry or anything. Like I'm very much, I buy what I need basically. Yeah. So whenever I pay my sales tax on this stuff, it's like 1% effectively is what I'm paying for on this. So why don't we just take that and make it a national model? So when, if you're, if you're someone that's, you know, lower income and you want to go buy a new shirt or new shoes, you're not going to be you know, taxed. You're not going to have your income taxed. You're yeah. going to keep more of your money. And when you go buy the necessity items, you're not being taxed there either. So the poor people, this actually would help benefit them. And Joe, we need another we, hour we, we, we in are, therapy. I, I, t- I, I tell you what, we're going to save that for another day. Yeah. We will call we'll, you yeah. back, and yeah, we'll just absolutely. have this conversation because I know where you're going with the whole. Yeah, I know yeah. it's, it's the whole concept of the fair tax, the sales tax stuff, and all that. Which I'm a big fan of, but I, yeah, but it would take a lot more time to go yeah. through it all, and then and therapy, and this but poor lady would have a freaking heart attack. It's I better let for it go. poor people. Trust me. 
I'll explain it next time. Yeah. <laughs> Look, she's Stay giving tuned. You, she's giving you side eye. I don't know if everybody saw that, but she just gave him some side eye action. <laughs> you got to put a corner in the car <laughs> You know she wanted to drop an F-bomb. She, she basically <laughs> cussed at me. Yeah, no. No, I just I throw it. one in for yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do one for Dana, yeah. <laughs> Woo, Lord. Uh, hey, listen, right. I want to bring it back home. Yes. Okay, I want to bring it back to... Um, it's been a uh, it's been a sporting week in Volusia this week. <clears throat> Volusia politics never fail to disappoint, and uh, we talked about that last week. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. And it's what it, issue are you talking about? <laughs> uh, just choose one. Let's throw something up in the air. Yeah, whatever. I well, what I what I told Dana was so Dana asked me about the whole. You know, I think what was it? Uh, not sunshine. It was the other one. Um, no, it was sunshine. Was it sunshine? Well, yeah. Where it started, but. I told Dana, I said, this is Miami, my, my Miami friends uh, disclaimer. I love you all very much. But I told her, I said, well, when it comes to politics, obviously, and just some crazy shit, you know, we're talking, you know, Miami-Dade, right? Because Miami-Dade probably brings in 45% of revenue, but it's about 90% of the state's problems. And then I go, <laughs> then it's got to be like Hillsborough, Pinellas, and then Volusia's got to be top three on crazy politics it does. sometimes. It so. does. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I um, – I'm a little disenchanted. We, you know, this year more than ever, even more so than last election, we have, you know, some stuff is like kind of sacred, right? Nonpartisan. Nonpartisan is nonpartisan for a reason, right? But it's not. And no, nowhere more evident than this year for me. And it's been painful. I know. And and I'm just, I'm going to say this, that... I, people just by virtue of knowing me know where my political leanings lie. But again, as I say, working in a nonprofit, coming from an activist advocate standpoint, who is, who I've always been, right? That when somebody's needing me for a social issue, I have never asked anybody, oh, what colors do you wear? Right. Before I do that. So let it be said that. So in the job, my job as a commissioner in a nonpartisan race right, nonpartisan seat, is to serve everybody, yeah. everyone equally. And I do, I think, a half-decent job okay. of doing that, right? And kept my mouth shut until, and I know you're going to hate me, okay? No, 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 I, know, I know where you're going with You this. know where okay. I'm going with this. Yeah. Until our tour, the governor, entered into local school board races by endorsing people. And to me, that like kind of pierced the veil between, you know, stuff is sacred. It's our last bastion. Do you know what I mean? Of yeah. nonpartisanship. It was very discouraging for for me for that to, to happen. And it's just turned nasty in our community because of that. It's like people ask first well, thing. Well, I would say just because of that. But there, you know, but I can it, see. It contributed. I, I, contributing I, I factor. I see what you're saying. I, I, I contributing contributing factor to that. And. You know, it's sad. I, I sat with someone uh, today. I had um, I had breakfast with a female Republican politician. She is well-known, well-respected, um, well-received. And we talked about that. You know, we talked about more bipartisanship. We talked about being, when will it be cool again? And our goal, we want to make it cool again, as do you and I, Eric, yeah, no, no, to be 100%. a moderate. Yes. To be a moderate. When did being a moderate go out of common sense? When did that go out of fashion? Media is part of the, the the reason for it. Political parties being involved in government, literally having um, 
par- private parties on voter registration and ballots. Mm-hmm. That's part of the problem. There. Imagine if the NRA or Sierra Club were literally on a ballot, and, and voters will pick, oh, uh, uh, this is an NRA candidate or a Sierra Club candidate. Isn't that, like, insane? Yeah. That's what we yeah. have now. Yeah. We literally have you. that now. We have political parties on the ballot. Yep. That, that, that shouldn't be the case. Yep. And, we, and all media talks about are these two major political parties based on what, you know, they're corporations, by the way. Media mm-hmm. is corporations. Yep. So they're, they're, they're influenced by whatever party is on there, and they basically are they're a talking, they're the media arm of the major political parties. And some people, uh, I believe that lost, I, I believe that there are some people that lost their seat because of that, this, this election in the primaries that they lost for that very reason, hitching their wagon to someone other than themselves, you know, and I'm a firm believer in, I am not a slave to my party. Mm-hmm. I am a slave to decency and doing the right thing. You know what I mean? I am yeah. a registered Democrat, obviously. Okay. Um, but I am also a fan, a big fan of some Republicans. And I shouldn't be made to feel ashamed, right, by my party for respecting somebody for their, no, and, their and, good. And that shouldn't 100%. be an outlier either. That shouldn't be unusual yeah. for you to, to yeah, even exactly. say that either. No, exactly. no you're 100% right. Yeah. Correct. Right. I, I tell people all the time that, you know, listen, everybody's like, oh, you're friends with Dana, whatever. And I said, yeah. And I said, because, look, I have friends who are Democrats. I tell my Republican friends all the time, I have Democrat friends, and I am not ashamed to admit that mm-hmm. at all, um, only because of the fact that, well, not only because of the fact, but I've always told people, I don't allow my, I don't allow the fact that I'm a Republican to define solely who I am, right? My part, my, you know, politics is not defined, it's just a part of Eric, right? Mm-hmm. And I also say that family and friends comes before anything else, and the yep. only way we get to a better place of understanding is having these conversations, like, I may not 100% agree with Joe on certain things, but I want to, I want to, well, that's what you had. Well, you know, buddy, a good majority, I'll give you a good majority, well, Joe. Well, here, Jesus. Go, go, oh my, go, what a guest. Oh my, he's like, oh, what about me? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> the only thing I'll say is really in part of being a libertarian, you could, you could disagree and you could agree. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Here's the, here's the one thing we should all agree on. This is yeah. what libertarians, frankly, agree on with each other, even though we, we fight with each other. Uh, there's another joke here. Uh, or nurse saying, right? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and just give myself go ahead. Be, oh, I got, I got, I got a name. name. I got a name. I've, go I've, I've been listening go to ahead. Joe, and I got a name for Joe. Okay. We're going to call him Modest Joe. Yeah, there you, there you go. There you oh, go. I'm regular that's Joe. A, that's yeah. a fucking Joeism. Yeah, yeah. But, but, yeah. You, know, you, get, you get 100 libertarians, or you get 50 libertarians in a room, you get 100 different opinions. But here, here's, the, here's the thing. You're probably, that's yeah, true. You're probably that's right. actually true. I've, I've seen it happen. We don't but do you, fake news. I think that's actually true, though. No, but here's the thing. Is you can have whatever opinion you want, just don't use government to force others to do it. That's it. So if you don't want to get Gary married, don't get gay married. If if you don't want to, you know, uh, whatever, enter this this thing here. You know, it's you know, if, if you're against illegal immigration or whatever, so don't try to help any of them. I know some people that are against it that do everything they can to help them, and which is kind of. But again, I think it'll go back. Go back goes back to the political parties. You know, they have to be seen outwardly as like, oh, I agree with this political party 100 percent of the time. Or I agree with this political party 100 percent of the time, and that's not real. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's not. I mean, to me, it's like crazy. I disagree with the libertarian. It, party it, 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 it must be like absolutely exhausting to your psyche to have to, um, or the expectation is that you just agree with your party all the time. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, didn't they have that over in and, you know, and, Europe? In and, the f- and here's the worst part: the candidates running for those political parties will run on that platform of their party. Once they get elected, they're, they're hypocrites anyway. Yeah, they're going to do what they want to so, do anyway. Exactly. I mean, we, we've had the debt going up. Uh, I mean, when, when I was born, we were under a trillion dollars in debt. Now it's over $30 trillion. 
And there were some, and Republicans are the ones that are saying, like, you know, we're for fiscal responsibility. I will tell you this right now, Joe. I will admit to this that on both sides, and the Republican Party in many ways is just as much to blame, um, that both sides have done their fair share of damage on our budget, our federal budget. Yep. Uh, over the decades, I agree yeah. with you 100. Um, percent And if yeah. and if you're out there it, and you and you're you're going, oh Eric, you know, no, let's be honest with ourselves. Both parties have done their share, a fair share of damage to yeah. our budget. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even when um, what Joe Biden, I'm gonna go examples on both sides here. Joe Biden wanted to like only increase the, the defense budget by two percent, mm-hmm. and the Republicans just like you know railed him on that, like, no, you're not, you're not cutting defense. I'm like, he's literally raising it to record highs here. And then on the other side, Ron Paul. Had an idea for like the penny plan. Yeah. So you probably heard of it. Yep. Basically, like you know, just uh, reduce the, the budget size or the growth of the budget by like five percent or something. And then uh, the Democrats and even Republicans were like, "No, we're not doing that. You want to you want to chop down budgets for you know these special programs and all that stuff." And I'm like, you know, government is a jobs program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is what well, it is. Government, I don't disagree with you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a jobs program. Don't get me going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were just getting in we, a nice place. <laughs> we will. We will bring you back on at what, some what point. What issue would you like to end on? <laughs> yeah. Something you agree with? No, it's it, it's an interesting conversation, and I told Dane I'd like to have Joe on just because he he provides a different perspective from just your typical like. Obviously, I you know I'm with my party vast majority of the time. Um, for some areas where I, I there are times I do I disagree and Dana is this in the same boat and yep. so forth. So we, yeah, not- and we, we we are like I I can say for me again I you know I I love my party I I love the platform I love the social platforms that's who I am that's why part of why I am um, a Democrat first of all I grew up in, in as a Democrat it was what I first registered at at 18 years old. Um, and it's, I was so lucky that I had a civics teacher, um, and because the last grade I went to school was eighth grade. That's the last grade that I completed in school was eighth grade. But at that time, because I had problems, uh, learning, right. I had a teacher, uh, that taught me early on about what are you, what is your value system? As long as you even living in, because I did not live in a good home, you know, um, but she was a true north and taught me how to point true north always in and developing that value system. And what was valuable to me at that time was helping other people. Yeah. How do you stay outside of yourself? And that is by helping other people, by yeah. helping another person. So social issues became important to me. Women's issues because I was an abused young girl. You know what I mean? Um, domestic violence issues because I was a victim of domestic violence, right? Um, alcohol and mental health because I had a mother that committed suicide and mental health was really there for me. Substance abuse because I was an al- a practicing alcoholic for, you know, much up until my uh, 30s, right? And so that's what shaped me. Those are the issues that are important to me today. You so know? along those lines, and Joe, I'll let you, because um, we got to keep an eye on, the, on just the time a little time bit. But what I'll say is, Joe, on, so I know obviously you're a um, you're a libertarian. We've already established that. Uh, I, I believe that you prefer much more of whatever happens at the federal level be more come back to the states. But on these, some of these social issues, whether it be federal or state, uh, I know libertarians, I believe, have a certain take on something. So I, I'm curious to find where you're at in some of these social issues. How do we pay for some of these things um, when it comes to social issues, especially the stuff that Dana is trying to fight for? Yeah, so when it comes to those things, we prefer community rather than government getting involved because we have okay. government, and, and it's it's basically they're screwing a lot of things up. Not everything, but a lot of things. Government is basically there for a safety net, and I'm okay with that. 
You're not going to hear too many libertarians say that, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay, okay. with a, a government safety net. You know, just like, you know, if people hit rock bottom, yeah, they should be there to, to do that. But on like, unlike on, you know, substance abuse issues, we have uh, a lot of, of uh, you know, drugs that are illegal. So what do people do? Their, their treatment is going to jail. That's what happens. So let's, let's legalize or decriminalize it so people could go to seek help, you know, about these things. And to me, that, that's like really one of the things that, that we're doing bad in this country. And then when people, you know, fall into this substance abuse hole, it's hard to get out of because now you, you probably have been arrested. You have a criminal record now. It's hard to get a job after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, you know, you probably don't have any money anymore after that either. And it costs taxpayer money to to uh, you know prosecute this, enforce it, mm-hmm. um, uh, the courts to do it, incarceration. So where do you I'll, get the money from, Joe? All that money I just saved. All the things I just talked about. You don't have the money going to courts. You don't have money going to enforcement of these laws. You don't have money going to incarceration. So instead, that money could shift to treatment. Well, I listen. I, I think that that's great in concept, but you know, right now at this juncture, um, we have had so many cuts from the state and from the federal level for these programs because what has happened is you have poor people and poor people can't poor communities cannot fund these things i understand that it's great in concept but we're at a point right now to where i would excuse me like part of that four billion dollars back from the state to do these programs thank you and here's the thing where government getting involved is the wrong thing like we have the sadowski fund right which is basically uh money for for affordable housing what does the state legislature do every year I will tell you this right now. On a per- Listen, so obviously Joe knows where I work, and I'm always trying to be very careful. I told you before, I will be very careful on how far I go. I will just say no, this. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, Me on a personal level, I will tell you that I am never a fan of cutting on the Sadowski Fund. What I will right. say is this. Just in general, I don't care if it's state of Florida, state of New York, state of wherever, or the federal government. If we're going to set up a trust fund, we should not be sweeping these trust funds because then that means we need to figure out our budget someplace else. Right. Those funds are set aside for a certain reason, to your point, and to yep. Dana's point, we should not be doing that, and I'm yep. not. Yep. I'm never a fan of that, uh, and I'll just I'll leave yeah. it at that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, no, there. it's okay. I, I thought no, about that. it after I said I was like, listen, oh, good, no. okay, no, listen, sorry, good sorry. things are coming. The the Republican that I talked about, and I'll, and she'll probably be okay, like down the line. It's going to come out anyways that that we have made a pledge to one another as a Democratic female and as a Republican female to work on this stuff locally. I know that this has been one of her platforms that she's done well at. She's been very, um, she's been very vocal um, about uh, these issues here. So I know that we're going to be doing good things for that. And, and I ran for state representative twice. Before. I remember. I remember. So, I know. so what? I, and what? How do the votes? And I'm not going to put you on the spot again. But I'll tell you <laughs> yeah, how, you the, are how the votes go. The votes <laughs> on this go, and, and all these state legislatures, they know this already. And, it go, and it's both sides, by the way, Republicans and Democrats. They know that they are sweeping the Sadowski fund, right? They're all voting for it. Like these are overwhelming votes in in, yeah. in favor of it. I would vote no, and I would I would go to the papers. I would go to the media. I would come on here and be like, "This is exactly what happened." Never vote for anyone that voted for that. Again. Well, I'm going to tell you this right now, and I'm calling him out. I had a talk in passing, um, and and I as I have two years ago with State Representative. Um, Barnaby uh, regarding mental health. I've asked for this now for a couple of years to bring back some funding, to talk about funding. There was no bills brought forth. I know that um, State Rep Federhoff has, she has worked in that and the fact that um, now people that might have had a record before because of substance abuse issues are now able to work within a peer-to-peer system and she's busted her ass on that and 
I'm going to say she busted her ass on that and got that you know, brought forth. And we need to continue doing that um, for our community here because everything is left up. We have no, in, in Deltona, I'm bringing it back local, in Deltona, we, other than 12-step programs, which are, you know, really, you, you can go there for free or a dollar is what, you know, traditional meeting basket money is. But other than that, we have no, in Deltona, we have nowhere you can go. We have SMA, but do we don't have a local facility in SMA. And I've been out begging and pleading um, and, and talking to a, a, a great, somebody with, uh, with the means about, um, getting some property here in Deltona for that to happen and not necessarily a treatment center, but you need somewhere to come every week, right. To, um, I, I to be I'm, able to check in and we need that. And and that exactly. Exactly. Like that. And that should be front and center because if you look at our domestic violence numbers and I ask informally, and I'll talk about it when Sheriff Chitwood joins us next week, um, what are the domestic violence numbers in, in within that in your observation what is the amount of substance abuse and alcohol involved there? And it's always a, a high margin there. So we just need to do better. And that number is probably higher than what's reported. Yep, absolutely. And, and, and from my understanding, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but whenever police have to come out to a domestic violence uh, call, someone has to go to jail. Is that true? That, that's what I've heard. I, so I, I we, don't. We, we still have a question, but I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Yeah, I don't case. think that that's necessarily um, but we can case. But we, we can ask the yeah. sheriff next All right. week. Yeah. 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 Tune in next week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Next yeah, week. Tune in next, yeah. ne- next week. Um, I'm going to need to re-up our quarter situation, I believe, here. <laughs> hey, right. um, I'll bring it back local also. We were talking uh, about the Hero of the Week, and I want to give a shout-out to there is an organization – uh, in Deltona, it is run on a shoestring, and it is called Neighbors Helping Neighbors. And they are boots on the ground. If we have people that need yard cleanup because they have been code enforced, um, they come out there and they help people clean their yards up. They get food to people. They go check on elderly. They are doing the community things, Joe, that you talked about. So, uh, it, it, listen, if you have time or means, people, and I'm talking to you, if you have times or means, because I know that a lot of retired people, um, a lot of students ask me, what can I do to help our community? Get in touch with me so that I can set you up with Neighbors Helping Neighbors because they are a fine organization um, and they always answer the call and we need more people helping them. It is a worthy cause. They need money. They need time, mostly time. Okay. Um, they need people, volunteers. I know that schools are out there. Kids need community service hours, which you can check in with Deltona Strong also for that. Um, There are offenders out there that need community service hours. Come back. We know that you live in Deltona. Come back and do your hours in Deltona. So can we, as we get ready to start closing things out a little bit here, um, can we all agree that definitely we need much more community involvement? That's the way to do it. So from 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 a get government out of it perspective, more people need to step yep. up, individual responsibility, helping out in the community. So if you don't want government, so if you're a Republican out there or a Libertarian or even a Democrat, if you don't want Not government as involved, you saw I threw that in there, like, even a Democrat, uh, if you don't want government uh, involved as much, we all need to do our part. It, yeah, if you want to raise responsible kids, get them off of the fucking PlayStation. Whoa, and get them whoa, out in that's the a big quarter right there, baby. <laughs> Seriously. We can direct them to where to help because I'm telling you, nothing raises good kids like community involvement. Not just, I'm a big advocate if you are of that mindset to have your children involved in church programs. 
um, if that is yeah. your family core value. If not, there are, there are community part like I just said. Plenty where of you nonprofits, can get, plenty of churches exactly, you can get involved with. Plenty yes, that you can 100%. get involved. And I think that kids today, they need to buy their time on social media. They need to buy their time on electronics through better living, through helping the community. I think it helps us get back in touch with what our core is, you know, and um, go ahead, Joe. I'll make, I'll make two quick points here. Absolutely. One of them, I'll start with that one. The um, There's a, uh, at Orange Beach, Orange Beach Main Street. They'll put on, like, festivals and whatnot yep. for, you know, community festivals and, like, the, the booths out there or whatever, and they'll have, they'll ask for volunteers the, from the community, like for students, like I heard boots. Out. I know, I know, I know. You laughed. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, was that inside? No, it's a little inside. bit. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. No, so, <laughs> so anyway, they can sign up and they get hours, you know, credited yeah. to them. Yeah. And I've actually met some, like you know, campaigning. They'll come by. They'd ask me about stuff. And these are young, you know, teenagers. They're like yeah. 14, 15 years we old. We need to get them asking about. Uh, about, about um, you know, government stuff. Yeah. You hear me, high schoolers out there? I know that somebody in the room, at least two somebodies in the room, have really good um, arms for that. You know what I mean? In the high school. So, yeah. yeah. And they have really long arms. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the other one is like about community, about helping each other out. Yeah. There's a, a I forget the, the name of it, but it's something about wheels. Basically, people on bicycles, which well, is more in the Orlando area, hasn't progressed over here yet. But if people on bicycles go to people's, you donate 10% of your, um, your lawn, and then they come by and they they use that lawn to grow food, and then they'll grow like something different on everyone's lawn, and then you get to keep ten percent of that, okay. and they they you know give the other stuff away to other people. Joe, we need to have you back on because I'm I'm loving a lot about this. I should this. be permanent yeah. host here. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll Modest, back on you. Modest <laughs> Joe, everybody. I know. Gonzo, I know. what do you think? Modest Joe, right, Gonzo? <laughs> I burned that right at the end. Hey, hey listen, I want to um as we're as we're uh, starting to come to the top of the hour. Or bottom of the hours. Yeah, bottom, it is. Yeah, yeah. bottom of the hours it is. Hey, I want to ask, and I have to ask you this. Have you taken care of my fangirl situation yet? No. Oh, my God, I Eric. Know, well, I tell you what. Keep asking me every week. It's fine. But I told you already last time that I need. I keep thinking that, that you talk to people that might talk to people that might hear something. And then, you know, you know what I mean. I'm working on it. I keep telling you. I'm working on it. Okay. Ask for the phone number. The, yeah. God. Listen. I don't, I don't want to hear about you on the news, though. No. Yeah. No, that's that's already happened. Yeah, that's already happened at least <laughs> several times. <laughs> that was hilarious, though. I, I love that. That's awesome. That, that uh, was peaceful protest, brother. Yeah. I'm gonna bring a roll of, of pennies next time for my cheap, <laughs> cheap modest Joe. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm just gonna keep on going. It's all right. It's all good, Joe. Hey, so listen. Um, I hear I hear rumor. Um, I need for um, <laughs> I think that. I think that Gonzo has some information for Go us. Go ahead, Gonzo. Do say, the best you can, Gonzo. <laughs> Please. Gonzo, this is we're so piss poor prepared here. Given him uh, at, the, at the beginning of the show, we I tell. Think, the, I think all the laughter right now is lowered expectations. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, wait. A minute. I need. Mean, okay, give me a sec. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. So uh, next week we'll have Sheriff Mike Chitwood on. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as uh, we would like people to send, send in emails. We will be picking two individuals every month uh, to call in or be on the show. No. Yes. Be Which on month? the show. Be on the, the show. Candidates. Next, month. Next, month, Next month, the candidates. candidates. Yep. So they will come right down here to Mike and Mike Productions. Exactly. Got be it. on the show. Exactly, Gonzo. Two every week? Two times, so put your name in. Yeah, so here's the thing. Twice. We're going to have, um, we, if you are a candidate, we would love to have you on the show to talk about values. Uh, state, doesn't matter, state, city, candidates, yep. uh, county, we would love to have you on. Email in to us, gonzo 
at thesmokingtruth.live. There you go. Uh, email us. Um, you can also message our Facebook page. Hit us up on Twitter at what? Smoking Truth. Smoking Truth on Twitter. No, Truth Smoking. Truth Smoking. Sorry. So, yeah, truth sorry. Smoking. Truth Smoking. Uh, we, on, as a, to add on to that, what I'll just say is that just so the candidates are aware, obviously our time is limited. That's why yeah. we are talking about the whole um, – thank you, Joe. Appreciate that. Yeah, it looks like that. Yeah. Um, that uh, we're going to have two candidates on. Obviously, Gonzo will pick the candidates. Um, yep. Email it in, please. Yep. Um, we're probably not – the goal is to try to not have – Two candidates from the same race. Yep. Um, and then also, if you start talking trash about your opponent, yeah. you will be throwing money inside the, uh, the jar because we want to talk about your issues and not the other person. $10. Ooh, that's a nice one. Ten I'm gonna, dollars. Uh, I'm going to friggin' home. Oh, yeah. I know some of them probably like, oh, I'm going to get in there. <laughs> just to be clear, are they allowed to fund it from their campaign? Ooh. Just kidding, just kidding. No, no, that's, that's, no, 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 Joe. No, it's personal <laughs> pocket, man. Come on, Joe. We're a legal show around here, Joe. Come on. <laughs> All right, so I am going to uh, listen. We still need a nub. You know who I'm going to choose as my nub, but I'm just saying. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, who am I going to choose? I don't know, but go ahead. I mean, yeah. I who can do you already, think? Oh, let me go. Let me go down the list. Oh, governor. Oh, this. Oh, that. You know. Go ahead. No. Where, where's little uh, little uh, Matt? Matt? Yeah. Oh, he's paying attention. I love it. Little so, Matt, little Matt had an accident. So oh I ran over him. It wasn't on purpose. On purpose. It was not on purpose. Yeah, I, you know, I forgot to bring in Beto Wilson too as well. Yeah. But I'm going to change him up though. I think AOC is coming. AOC Wilson's coming soon. Okay, brother. Whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. gets you through the night. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so listen, my li- my liberal. Uh, hey, you fuck. What? <laughs> no, I don't know. Whoa, <laughs> that's a quarter, Dana. Okay, listen. <laughs> on. <laughs> Half of change drawers everywhere. Uh, and Eric and myself, I would like to thank you, Joe, for coming on. Thank you, Joe. Uh, it, you're really a pleasure. I've met you at several events before, and you've always been so awesome. So uh, good to meet you. Yes. Um, Eric will stand by, y'all. Eric will be working on my fangirl situation. I'm and trying. I'm trying. More will be yeah. revealed. And we want to remind you, go out, be kind. Kindness matters. It doesn't cost a thing. And remember, if it's important to you. It's important to us. Until next time, peace out. The Smoking Truth Podcast, its owners and sponsors, take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show host or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of Mike and Mike Productions or the podcast providers, and opinions between talk show hosts may differ. It is not our intent to libel, incite, or hurt anyone's feelings. We invite you to write the show's host, Dana McCool, with any feedback or suggestions you have for their shows. These broadcasts are presented and made public as entertainment in the hope that they will be entertaining to the audience. This has been The Smoking Truth with Dana McCool and Eric Raimundo. Listen for new episodes every Tuesday at 8 a.m. This has been a Mike and Mike production. Thank you.